There's your duet, partner. Who told you about that? YouTube is an amazing place, uh, Hugh. You, you can find anything on there. And I did not know when I was singing that song <laughs> that that was a Taylor Swift song. Little did oh you know. Oh, my gosh. It's awful. Little did you know. We've come back with that all these years later. Welcome back. Midday show. It is Hugh Douglas and Joe Gillian, and that, that that music, maybe not you know in that way, but that music <laughs> means our next guest is with us here on the line. Odyssey NFL insider Ross Tucker, insider Carlos. Don't want that pick right. Are brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin too. Ross, how you doing today? We we needed to lighten the mood there after all this yelling about the Eagles, so we figured we'd we dig up Hugh play uh, singing Taylor Swift all those years ago. That was amazing, and that did cheer me up. That gave me a smile. Hugh, you might be the worst singer I've ever heard. <laughs> Living in the big blue world. no idea about the words, that was about as bad. I actually really like karaoke. I'm in, my, my wife and I enjoy karaoke, and uh, Hugh, you should never do that again. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Ross. It makes me feel so much better. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a new intro, Ross, every time you're on, so get used pre- to it. Appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate get ready you. for it. All right, now that we've lightened the mood, let's get back to uh, the reality here, which was last night. Ross, I, I know during the pregame you said you weren't really sure what to expect. I think we all felt that was a possibility with the way they had played down the stretch. Ross, what was your reaction watching it? Because it, it just felt like the end of an awful ending to the season. Um, yeah, I, 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 I was not shocked. I've just, I think I was like in awe watching it last night. I mean, I I was like past frustration, past disappointment, and I was in in a mode of just, I've never seen anything like it. Never in all my years. And I'm sure you guys, Joe, you you probably have all these uh, examples of historic collapses over the years, and you guys are talking about it, but... They were ten and one. They were considered the best team, and they weren't just ten and one. I think they had gone and they had beaten who the Cowboys, the Bills, the Chiefs in a row. Yes, in November. And, yep, and, and they had beaten like all teams that were considered top ten teams. They went right down the line, beating all of them. They had by far the best record in the NFL. To then lose six of seven, and the only win was over the Tommy DeVito Giants on Christmas. It's just remarkable. You know what's crazy? The Bills haven't lost since that game. Mm. It's like they switched places. I mean, the Bills were six and six. They have not lost since. I don't know what happened in overtime period, but something weird happened because the Bills haven't lost since, and the Eagles basically haven't won since um it's one of the reasons why joe i was so adamant about the eagles winning the super bowl last year and how important it was because these opportunities do not come along very often sustained success getting the super bowls getting conference championship games is not easy and the eagles very much proved that uh, over the last two months so, Ross, with, with everything that's going on, I know today is a, is a knee-jerk reaction kind of a day. How do you fix this Eagles team right now? What, what would you do moving forward if you're the owner? How do, you, how do you start to fix what we've seen? So, I guess the first one uh, or the first thing would be 
I really, guys, have no idea what happened. Like, I would need to do a deep dive, and mm. maybe they already have, maybe they already know. But number one, the the defensive coordinator move from Desai to Patricia was a disaster. I'm very curious about how that went down. I think the bare minimum in terms of change will be a new defensive coordinator. I, I guess the layers are like this. They're definitely going to have a new defensive coordinator. The next step is, do they have a new offensive coordinator? Which I would say there's probably a pretty darn good chance of that. And then it's, do they have a new head coach? And what makes this year so unique is that there are so many really good head coaching candidates out there. Mm. Like I, you know, he was a former teammate of mine. Mike Vrabel is an unbelievable coach. Ask any guy that's played for the Titans the last five years. They rave about him. And the guy has won. They beat the Ravens when they were the Ravens were the number one seed in 2019. I don't even know if that was Mario. He won playoff games with Mariota. He won multiple playoff games with Tannehill. He was a number one seed with Tannehill. I mean, Vrabel can flat out coach. And so I think that's one of the things that is unique for the Eagles right now is that they have to at least discuss with Sirianni what the heck happened and what Sirianni's plan would be if he were to stay. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of need to compare Sirianni's plan to Belichick and Pete Carroll and Jim Harbaugh and Vrabel and all these guys that are available right now. Ross, let's play. Let's put yourself, you're in Jeff Fleury's shoes and you're having a meeting today or tomorrow with Sirianni about the, the issues here. Which one of these two uh, would be a bigger concern for you that you need the right answer to? One, would it be the locker room stuff? Because it does feel like there's been discontent there. I mean, players talking about you know just doing different things than the coaches are, are telling them to do and maybe a l- lack of trust in the coaching staff. Or would it be the regression of Jalen Hurts? If you're, if you're Jeff Lurie, what answer is do you really need to hear the, the most? What's the most important? Is it the locker room stuff and you still have those guys? Or is it how do we fix the quarterback? Ooh. Uh, that's a good one, Joe. Um, I think uh, I think number one is the coaching. Actually, I, I I think priority one is the coaching because I think I don't think Jalen Hurts needs to be fixed. I think that they were putting him at a schematic disadvantage. I think I mean to watch like Devonte Smith and Goddard be in the same area when they're running routes. To watch the lack of answers against the blitz. To me, guys, that that's more on coaching than it is on Hertz. I mean, Hertz was the MVP, leading candidate for the MVP two months ago. I don't think he just like totally forgot how to play. And by the way, I thought he he played really well against the Giants on Christmas. I thought he did some really good things against the Arizona Cardinals a week later. Hertz is I got to be honest with you guys. Hertz is actually pretty low on my list here. I mean, my list would be number one: the coaching, both sides of the ball. And then after that, whatever the locker room culture stuff is, but I really dislike talking about that because, you know, we're not in there. And, like, the stuff that, you know, Jeff McClain or Tim McManus get, and those guys do a great job, and this is not a knock on them at all, but, like, someone is feeding them that. Someone sort of wants that information to get out. I want to know what it's really like. None of us know what it's really like 
in that locker room. So I, I, I hesitate to comment on that stuff all that much. Obviously, Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman will have their perception and their belief as to what's happening. And quite frankly, they'll probably talk to players and coaches and the equipment guys, everybody, to try to get a feel for how they feel like you know Sirianni has the locker room. Ross, the resume for Sirianni says that kind of coach typically doesn't get fired. Three years, three playoff trips, a Super Bowl trip. But we have seen examples, right? Tony Dungy with the um, the Bucks, uh, John Fox with the Broncos in the middle of a Super Bowl window. They pulled the plug on that. Ross, at this point, are will you be surprised if Sirianni is fired, or do you think it, it is certainly possible based on how this ended? I would say uh, it would not surprise me. No, I, I would say... Gosh, to be honest with you guys, I think it's like 50-50. I really do. I think it's like 50-50. I think he's going to have to do a really good job on selling Lori and Howie Roseman on why he should be back. So he has to tell them definitively what the heck happened because that's the concern for me is like if he has the answers for how to fix it, why Why didn't he do it a month ago, right? And maybe, so then I guess he has to argue the answers are outside of the building. They need a new offensive coordinator and a new defensive coordinator. So then it's, if you're Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman, is Sirianni the person that you want to make those hires? It's complicated. I, I really think it's 50-50 because I think that they like Sirianni. He's made the playoffs all three years. I think they think he's a good coach. I think they think he's a good um for the guys in the locker room, I think they think he has a good culture and energy. I think they think he's good for Philadelphia. I think he's good in-game a lot of times with timeouts and uh, you know when to go for it on fourth down and stuff. I think generally he's pretty good there. I think there's a lot of positives in Nick Sirianni, but he has to have a real good answer to them for what happened and how he's going to fix it. Ross, the other side of the ball, I, I don't know, I mean, I just – I'm thinking they need to, to revamp half the defense. Not so much schematics, because that wasn't good either. But when you look at their defense, Ross, is that a matter of a different coach in here, or are they so talent-efficient they need to replace you know half or more of that unit before next season? Well, they're definitely getting somebody new to, to call the defense. We, we know that. That's, that would be shocking if they didn't. And then I think that they need, off the top of my head, I mean, if you got 15 guys playing a major role, I would say it feels to me like about half of those guys will be new next year and half of those guys will be back. So a bunch of the D linemen will still be back. Avante Maddox will be back. Reed Blankenship will be back. They do have some young corners that they like. But I think a lot of the other spots are very much sort of uh, up for grabs and that there will be change at a bunch of them. Ross, let's end with this as we look forward rest of the playoffs. You got to experience two of the big games this past week, and now we look forward to the divisional round without the Eagles. Ross, what's your favorite game coming up this weekend uh, in the divisional round? Ooh, uh, I'll be on the call, by the way, for Texans-Ravens. That's, That's going to be a good one yeah. in Baltimore. I'm excited for it because it's a short drive, uh, which is nice. But also, I, I have never seen C.J. Stroud in person, so I'm looking forward to that. Too. Um, I think the best one is Bill's Chiefs. I mean – We've seen it so many times. That's like the matchup of the Blue Bloods. And now Patrick Mahomes actually has to play an away playoff game. And the Bills have to win this game. I mean, it, would, it will be devastating 
if they lose to the Chiefs again, if they lose a home playoff game in the divisional round again after the Bengals game last year. That, that's, that's probably by far the most interesting one to me. Yeah, and, and so much on the line. Legacies and McDermott and, and Allen and the Mahomes thing. It's a great one. Ross, we'll be listening to your